Uh, welcome to the What to Watch podcast. I am your host, Ricky Camilleri. Uh, I host this podcast as well as the show. And this podcast is really just made up of interviews from the show. Today we have three interviews from the South by Southwest Film Festival, which was back in March. Uh, the first one was with Anna Kendrick and Adam Devine from the movie uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. That also stars Zac Efron and Aubrey Plaza. We also have uh, actress and uh, social media star Bella Thorne from her movie Shovel Buddies. And we have the most adorable couple in the world, Tatiana Maslany and Tom Cullen from the movie The Other Half. Uh, they were really adorable. Loved talking to them. Today I've got a really special guest uh, joining me before we get to these interviews. Uh, a celebrated, adored, beloved member of the What to Watch team. Stop it. Frank Fernandez. Hi, everybody. <laughs> 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 you turn so formal. You, um, you, you. There are so many moments, and you're not a formal person very at all. Professional. No, you're barely professional, and you're not formal. But you try really hard to turn into a formal person. What are some of the uh, words that you use when you're finishing up what, what you think are meetings with other people? You have words before they end that you use sometimes. Uh, touch base. I use a lot. Yeah, you use, you say, can we just can, can we just touch base about this for a minute? Sometimes yeah. you use it while people are already touching base with you. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, we'll pivot back to this. We'll pivot back to this. Yeah. Okay. And uh, give me a holler. That one's that's not it. that. That one's not that's that professional. It. They're all professional. They're all professional. Where did you learn these these uh, professional tools? What I, business management course did you take? None. Did you read Dale Carnegie's uh, book, no. celebrated book? Don't know who that is. He was, uh, I think, a businessman. I'm not really sure who he was either. But he wrote a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. That was kind of like the first self-help book in business. I've recommended it to you three or four times already since yeah. you've worked with us. I don't a long know. reading list. So That is number mind. one okay. for you. That's something that Noted. you need to learn to do. Win friends and influence people. Frank, these interviews took place at uh, South by Southwest. How was South by Southwest for you? It was great, besides getting in a big fight with you the first night. Oh, you want to talk about that? Well, why not? You want to talk about the big fight that we like got we into? We still have a lot to talk about. Now's the time that. to hash it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank and, I, Frank and I got into a big fight at the South by Southwest Film Festival because uh, uh, there was a little alcohol consumed, mm -hmm. uh, maybe too much on one person's part, Frank. And uh, I made a, a couple cracks at the expense of Frank, which is nothing new. Nothing new. But I think it, it. I, I think it, I think the volcano finally erupted. I think maybe I had taken it too far. It just bubbled over. It bubbled over. Yeah, yeah, a I little reached, bit. It reached your boiling point. No, 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 just it was approaching the boiling point. That seemed like the boiling point. Uh, it was approaching. Any any further past that boiling point, it would have been a real, a, probably a real problem. Maybe. I think you would have swang. Mm, thrown something first, maybe? You would have thrown something at me? Yeah, no, not at like you. Like a plate? No, not at you. Just thrown. Oh, just in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you want to talk about what, you know, what, what happened? No. You brought it up. I think it's good if we just move past it. But you brought it up. Yeah, in hindsight. You, uh, there's no hindsight now. Mm, yeah, now, yeah. now the audience, the audience of our podcast listeners are curious, hey, what? What happened between those people we don't know on that trip we weren't on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a small fight amongst friends and mm -hmm. uh, oh, we're friends. Amongst coworkers and at the end of the night, uh, apologies were said 
uh, uh, one apology was yep, said to you to it me. It was by me. Yep. And uh, <laughs> the next day, it was like nothing had happened. That's true. And it was fine. Were you expecting that, or were you expecting the next day to be to be bad? I was expecting the next day to be bad. But I had work for you to do. Why would I? Why would I? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know how everyone was going to handle it. We're on a work trip. I couldn't let anything get in the way. That is true. Of our friendship. There was more than one person involved in it, I feel. In the fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody was making fun of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't You know decided to go after your it. boss, though. <laughs> that is true. It was a mistake. We learned a lot, and we moved past, and we, we've grown, I think. I think we've grown. <laughs> yeah, as a team. I think we've grown as a team, and I think, I think you and I have grown as... Friends, co-workers, yeah. friend workers, friend workers, yep. friend workers. That's a that would how, that's how you would describe us. Exactly. Do you remember before we were friend workers on this show and we were friend workers on another show? Uh-huh. And I would ask you to hang out sometimes and to to, to yeah, be yeah. my friend outside of work, and you would say no. I would say yes, but then I think I would flake the night up. You would not show up. Yeah. And it's what's worse? To- I, I gotta ask. What's worse? Someone saying no in the moment or? Saying no, or not showing up. Not showing up, I think. But the intention was there. It was, I had every intention of showing up, and then that day I was. You I get nervous. Not confident, yeah. Yeah, you get nervous, and right? I just and I think he's gonna have a better time without me. That's probably true. Yeah. So I did you a favor, I think. Do you get nervous? No. You actually- kidding? I'm nervous all the time. Very nervous right now. Good joke. No not a joke. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm nervous. Are you nervous right now? No. Okay. I just don't want to do this. Yeah, you you hate being on camera or yeah. recording your Unlike voice. Unlike Ingela, if you listen to the podcast prior, I'm not attention hungry at all. But do you get ner- but do you get nervous in like just daily situations and like and 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 life in general? Are you a say, nervous person? Yeah, I would say I'm a little bit neurotic. What is your biggest neurosis that gets in the way of most things? Oh. Becoming a bit of a germaphobe, I think. You think so? I never know if that's actually true if you're kidding. No, I wash my hands quite often. I don't use How How often is quite often? Anytime I I touch something, I feel like I need to wash my hands. This is coming from the guy who made someone put a snake on me yesterday. A street snake. Not even like a from a zoo Let or a museum. It was a whose a, idea a, that was a dirty street snake. Ingela egged me on. Ingela, our PA here, egged me on to get the street snake put on Ricky, even though she knew you hated snakes. Oh, I don't hate snakes. I don't care about snakes. Well, I, that's a, I've I've had snakes. Ahead, I've had it. snakes wrapped around it's me before. TV gold. I just didn't. I just didn't want to do it in that moment. I don't hate snakes. Did I, did I, I didn't even react like a person who hates snakes. No, you reacted very well for saying, no, I don't want to do this, and then it happening five seconds later. What did I say to you when they took the snake off me? Uh, you, you threw the mic at me, and you said, shove this up your ass, and you walked <laughs> away from everyone, and uh, took it with a grain of salt. You did. You took yeah. it really well. You took a big asshole moment on my yeah. part very well. Well, it was a weird situation. This, like a snake guy was a bit aggressive, so... Uh, I understood. He shoved the snake's butthole in my face. Yeah, it was. He was saying uh, weird stuff. Very too. weird stuff. Yeah. He said that he had just gotten out of jail. Uh huh. He said that he likes to have sex with the snake. Yep. And then he said, and then he said he showed me where he has sex with the snake, which was the butthole of the snake, which he literally put in almost in my eye. 
Like my eyeball, if I didn't wear glasses, my eyeball might have been in right. like a <laughs> snake's butthole. Yeah, the guy was uh, questionable at best, and uh, <laughs> he made for some great TV gold, though. I believe he's going to make it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> let's pivot, Frank. Sure, let's Let, pivot. Let's pivot. We'll p- piggyback off of that. Let's piggyback off of that uh-huh. and pivot to talking about uh, the first interview is Anna Kendrick and Adam Devine. They were uh, a, a lovely duo, right? They were a great duo. Yeah. Both very good looking and funny. Both very good looking? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You don't think Adam is? I didn't say who I thought was or wasn't. Okay. But no, I mean, I think Anna Kendrick is much more, I think he would agree, is much more attractive than he is. And, you know, I think putting them both in the same sort of category of good looking might offend one of them. Oh, really? It might offend Adam. I mean, I, I don't know. I think Adam's a pretty confident guy in his physique. You're a pretty fashion. good looking guy. Thank you. You are as well. I don't know how to uh, take compliments. And then the, the interview after that is Bella Thorne. What do you remember about her? Bella Thorne, she was Snapchatting the whole time. She was on social while doing an interview, <laughs> interview. for an internet like, company. Like, by the whole time is during your interview. Yeah. She was Snapchatting, tweeting, Snapchatting. Uh, and then afterwards, still the same in the lobby. Um, good for her, building her brand. Yeah. And then the last one is Tatiana Manslani and Tom Cullen. Mm-hmm. What did you think about them? Also very attractive couple. Hollywood. That's what they're built down. Attractive it, couples. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good good observation. Mm-hmm. Very astute point, Frank. Yep. All right, let's go to the first one with Anna Kendrick and Adam Devine. Great job, Frank. I know you didn't want to sit here and talk to me. Well, I'm sure everyone really enjoyed that. Who? Who? Who's listening? <laughs> no one. <laughs> okay, let's go to Adam, Anna Kendrick and Adam Devine. Uh, guys, so excited. We're at the South by Southwest Film Festival, continuing our coverage. And right now, we have Anna Kendrick, Adam Devine here from Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. I'm so, guys. I'm so glad there's a camera back there. Woo! I really didn't think there was a camera back there, and I was like, this guy's out of his yeah. fucking Oh, just completely. You're like, who brought this us here? Where are we? Like, you think like, oh, he thinks like the side of his face looks so good. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what you <laughs> that's mostly... Exactly. I only sp- the I profile, speak profile the money all the time. Like, who brought us to this weird thrift store set where he's just talking to cameras that aren't really there? This is strange. It's not real. Um, oh, it is a weird... Oh, that's what's happening. I did not notice all that. Yeah. yeah I was like, Kenny, this is a nice Kenny room. Rogers why is, he, why is he shitting on this room? It's because <laughs> you've built a weird little thrift store in here. Uh, guys, I had a chance to see the movie a couple weeks ago. It's super funny. You guys are amazing together. Well, you and Aubrey are great, and you and you and Zach are fantastic. Thank you. Can you talk about making, uh, putting this project together? Who signed on first, and how did you guys work together? I think it was... Uh, Z-Bone, Z-Bone, which is what he likes to be called. Yeah. So if we could spread that. Uh, Do you think if I ever meet it, I could call him that? Or is that like... He would prefer it if you okay. call him Z-Bone Great. or Z-Train. Great. Great. Um, and then and then I... Uh, yeah. And then the pieces all, all came together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aubrey and I read this script uh, like a while before anybody was attached to it, before a director was attached to it. And um, we were like, so we're gonna do this movie together, and uh, they're gonna have to get their shit together and choose a director, and they're gonna have to choose all the dudes. But then, like at the end of the day, we're gonna do this movie, and mm-hmm. that you know, so we just made that happen. We made several threatening phone calls. <laughs> She's and, very um, feisty. I know she looks like a cute little. Uh, but you're feisty. Like puppy or something. A puppy, a kitten. <laughs> what, what would you be? Well, I guess you know, kittens are girls. So. Yeah, a cute little feline. But she's really, she'll claw your face yeah. off. Watch out for this one. I will claw your face off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you feisty and aggressive? I will give you rabies. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 
yeah, totally, totally. But like in a professional way. Yeah, absolutely. In a super pro, professional super way. Super pro. Yeah. And so Profesh. you were saying I brought up a moment in the movie, and you told me that that was straight up improv. So how often are you improvising in, in this movie? I would say about thirty-eight uh, percent. That's a that's a, that's I, a clocked I, I swear, there's percentage. There's stuff yeah. that I swear so I don't exactly remember if it was in the script or not. Like. I don't remember I know, saying I, I it. I don't remember the script because there were also like we did a bunch of improv rehearsals, and so a ton of that stuff got put in the script. Mm -hmm. I could not tell you what is was I in know, the I'm original probably, script. I'm probably taking like uh, I'm like saying that stuff that I improved is was actually in the script. I've just <laughs> totally forgotten. I'm like <laughs> that's me. I improved yeah. that one. All divine. They're like we wrote that. There's we took like a long some time sad writers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys, you know, you're both incredible singers. We are incredible. incredible. We are incredible. incredible. Woo! You're very good singers. You, Thank you. This guy. Thank you. Is has it become a, a thing now where people are like, if, we're, if you're going to make a I movie together, like, you have to, you know, we have to have a moment. Well, at the very, the, they like put that in. Like yeah. we're already shooting the movie, and they're like. And we should add be like a, a we should add like a number. musical thing to the end. Well, of yeah, this. and we're like, wait, what? And <laughs> Adam and I were like, <laughs> um, but we both got to sing really badly in it, yeah. so that's the good part. I love yeah. I love singing badly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is the best. <laughs> uh, it's more natural for me. I actually wanted to redo mine because I heard like, the uh, the no, I I heard it and I was like, I feel like it sounds like. Pretty bad, but it doesn't sound like I'm definitely bad. So yeah. I feel like it's possible that it's like, oh, she had a bad day that day. Like, <laughs> oh, she's a uh, yeah. This, this movie's coach. a little like uh, sort of Dumb and Dumber meets Dumb and Dumb and Dumber as well, and they all pair together. Um, okay. We are yeah. not bright. No, the characters there are, that's are what I mean. There are zero smart characters in this movie. <laughs> but the characters oh, I are also... I say that about Mike. I was playing to the top of my intelligence, <laughs> so I don't know why. People keep saying that about my character. There were moments when I was like, every movie that is like this has like one character who's yeah. like, guys, guys. And I was genuinely like, is this movie even going to work? <laughs> yeah, you're like, or has is like, that my character? And they've just messed it up. Or at least has like one villain that's just a little bit worse than the bad people that are at the yeah. center of it. Everyone this is like, like an equal level of well, crazy, stupid. See, like, nobody's like truly evil in this. It's like, like real life. It's, it always like weirds me out. Uh, unless it's like a genre specific comedy where like he's the villain and that's, but like uh, it always weirds me out when like someone is too evil in a movie because like people aren't that evil. Yeah. Like you can be shitty sometimes, but you don't have to be like a maniacal. And super usually villain. people who are evil don't know that they're evil. Yeah, you're you know? like oh, from I know. there that you're evil. Just to be clear, <laughs> people aren't that evil in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anna, you have a, a, a bit of a, a, a bear scene, uh, your bear in, oh, in a yeah. scene. Were you worried about it's doing that so scene? This girl naked. It's so weird because... I don't want to say naked for some reason. I don't know why. It's no, you not, said bear, well, which is bear. You're like, this is not the Revenant. Well, because like, like, you don't see anything. So like, it's funny because somebody else just brought that up, and I was like, oh, right, I'm going to... Because that's what happens to girls when they do stuff like that. They get asked about it. And I like, well, I was, was naked, I would, I would ask him. No, I, no, totally, I asked. Totally. I was like, no, I can I please just pull my dick out? Can I please... <laughs> I don't mean it. It's not a gender-specific thing. You're absolutely right. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know what to, like, say about it other than, like, you know, I am hiding behind a thing. The, you know, I'm covered. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, without giving too much away. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, I felt really good about it. I felt, like... It was hot that night, so I was. I felt fine. Mm -hmm. I felt pretty cool. And Zach and Kendrick naked. Watch it, July. That's uh, misleading. That's misleading. <laughs> Hashtag misleading title. 
And Zach, of course, goes shirtless at, at, at one moment in the movie. He should, he brings it. He shows Actually, it. Does it's he, funny. Does he go shirtless? He goes shirtless. There was a moment where I was supposed to be wearing like a burlap sack because like oh, I yeah, get, yeah. I you know, I lose my clothes and um, and I was gonna wear a burlap sack. And, As one does. And <laughs> my favorite argument that I ever got in with our director Jake Szymanski was that he was like, it just felt too broad. And I was like, oh, the '70s <laughs> style Merkin bush is not too broad, but a burlap sack is too broad. So they were like, I think we're just gonna change it so that like Dave gives you his shirt and jacket. Mm -hmm. And and Efron was like, damn, this is gonna be the only movie I've ever made in my career where I didn't take my shirt off. <laughs> it was like so close. Yeah, so close. Almost had it. And this then is, all of a sudden like, it just cuts the first movie the... that I don't cry in. I cry in like every movie that I've ever been in. And but this you, is the, you cry in this movie? No, I get like I get like teary, but I don't like cry tears. Well, you're ruining this for me. I'm so sorry. Like comedy no. tears. Comedy, comedy cry. Tears. Comedy yeah, cry. Comedy yeah. crying. I'm thinking of the wedding, like that that that's that stuff if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, yeah. That was an emotional day. That was for all of us. He wasn't there. So I have to ask, I mean it, it seems like when you're watching the movie that the four of you have an incredible time working together. Uh, the two of you, Zach uh, and Aubrey, is there a chance of you guys doing this again? Did you really enjoy working together? Oh uh, we signed up for eight. Uh, <laughs> That's how I would work just. Nowadays. I would love it if we could do. Uh, Mike and Dave need. Yeah. Mike and Dave, Dave need. need. <laughs> Mike and Dave so. go to. The, by the eighth one, it's just like need groceries. It's like they get lost going on on the way to the grocery store. <laughs> um, I would love it if we could do a sequel that was like somewhere more suited to being like weak and pale. So like. You know, Mike and Dave take Tatiana and Alice to like Greenland. Mm -hmm. I would love that because it suits your yeah. Because yeah. Hawaii, of the border. Hawaii is paradise, and it turns out that I am allergic to paradise. Did you I am just She wore like a gigantic hat everywhere. Like, yeah, like seventy sunscreen all over me, just like wearing long sleeves in the boiling heat. I'm just allergic to everything that happens in Hawaii. And I get including physical activities. So. Progressively darker. Throughout the like, I think we're doing pickups in a few weeks, and uh, uh, gonna bronze I'm, you up. Yeah, I'm gonna look extra white and extra fat. So it's gonna oh, because you like, tan. Oh, that's a different guy. You tan really well. I tan. Yo, you tan. The biggest, oh, I tan. the biggest joke to me is there's a scene. There are multiple scenes where I'm standing next to Aubrey Plaza, and I am, and people go, "Why didn't they put self tanner on you?" And they did. They did, and I'm still that white because I look so pale that it seems like it is. It would be physically impossible that you could like take a washcloth and there would be something whiter underneath what you are seeing. But, but it's you true. can't you can't burn while you're shooting because if you burn, then you could end yeah. up kind of shutting down the next day's shoot or that I day's agree. shoot, right? I agree. The one day I got that's why like, I was such a square. The one day I got like <laughs> gnarly sunburnt. Like luckily I was in like a fist fight with my cousin. Uh, my female cousin, you gotta watch this. Oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And I was like, Wait, uh, so, oh, yeah, so, the so like the makeup artist was like, "This actually makes sense because you would be like kind red of red with rage." Yeah, red with rage. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Publicist, we're gonna run with uh, red Mike with and rage. Dave. Red, <laughs> red with rage actually doesn't roll off the tongue no, as well. Yeah. Red with rage. Before I let you go, there's an amazing uh, cameo from Kumail Nanjiani that I feel like we should oh, briefly yeah. talk yeah. about. He's so. So funny. Uh, were you excited when you found out that he was cast in that part? Did you? I don't think yeah. anybody, except for maybe Jake in his mind, or may, maybe I'm wrong, uh, realized how intense that scene was going to get. I remember this spending I'm so long, long shoot. I, yes. I was in the, the next scene. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like waiting around thinking doing? it's going to be like 
a couple hours to shoot the scene, and then they took like six hours shooting. The so scene. many positions. Yeah, yeah, every position possible. <laughs> and I do the scene like right before that, and Camille's so funny in it. It was such a like, you know, he's got like such great timing. He's such a great improviser, and like I was just like, oh, he's great. He's gonna be great. And then he just does this whole. This whole other situation that is really shocking, really shocking. Such a sweet and, guy, such a nice I, guy, such a nice and guy. And I think he still had great timing. I agree. And that's within that scene. You have to have great timing to not show your dick in that yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah. That is alarming. I'm curious, did you, did you relish the idea of being able to play something that was sort of a, such a, I don't want to say a bad character, but such, someone who was kind of like so... Naughty, someone who is so dirty, doing drugs. Naughty, oh, dirty. I'm on like number twelve today. I'm losing words. So, <laughs> <laughs> so naughty came out first. Yeah, naughty I mean, and bear. I think I, I definitely like. <laughs> I'm gonna take it's, off, guys. We, yeah. uh, we did a bunch of different versions of everything, and there were, there were like, there were versions where Alice was a real like um, monster. She had a lot of fury inside of her, and they went with something a little bit sweeter, a little uh, less crazy, but it's still, you know, pretty out there for me, and, and I had a lot of fun doing that, and I'm glad that I was allowed to, like, uh, do those takes where um, Alice has really got uh, desire to just burn the world down. And um, It looks really fun. It looks like you were allowed to go as far as you want as, a, as an actor and be as hilarious as, as, as you can be. Well, what's cool about... Finally! Yeah. <laughs> Hold me back. Everybody's always be. holding me back from being as hilarious as I can be. <laughs> List those who are holding yeah, you up. Put holding you in a back. cage. We were scared to unleash it, but we finally did. The Kendrick, the Kendrick is unleashed. Uh, guys, thank you so much for being here. The movie's called Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. It's so funny. I'm so glad I got yeah. the chance to see it. And I'm looking forward to it uh, when it comes out. Thanks for being here, guys. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank You're welcome. So Guys, I'm joined right now by Bella Thorne of the movie Shovel Buddies. Thanks so Hi. much for being Hi. here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Do I need to talk in this mic? Yeah, or you got to talk you... in oh. that thing. I'm sorry. Okay. It's Most really... people think it's a prop, but it's actually how we're, uh, oh, it's a low budget thing here. You know, this is how we're micing you. I get it. It's fine. The movie's low budget. Everybody gets it. Was the movie low budget? I thought it looked really good. It's really, it's much darker than I expected. Oh, yeah. It's really dark. I think when we all read the script, we were thinking of this kind of like funny but dark, and it actually came across a little bit more dramatic than it is funny, well, but it's still funny. The body around yeah, I mean, we're just dark. carrying a dead kid. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get involved with this movie? Um, I read the script. Um, it was blacklisted. Um, and I read the script, and I was like, wow, this character is really written like a teenage girl would be that's like totally misconstrued and you know she has this relationship with one of the main characters that she sleeps with and he's kind of um he's kind of screwed her over in a way and she's really upset about it and she kind of carries that through the whole entire movie um and our writer is really young and usually you get you know a much older writer and they don't know exactly how to speak like a teenage girl would um, so it's great that we had a writer that really like you know knew where to tone in on. So did you sort of help at all with the with the writing? I mean, did you sort of work with the writer to get your tone right? Um, no, I mean a lot of ad libbing and stuff just comes in the script. Um, I the whole the whole movie is like a lot of curse words, and I tried to take out one fuck out of the sentence that already had two fucks in it, and our director stopped the take, and they were like, Bella you put that back in there? And I was like, oh guys, it's only one. <laughs> I only took out one, there's, there's two more. And they were like, yeah, we need that one. They were specific. Just completely and, serious about. They were specific about the amount of fucks. Yes, that, that was in the movie. They gave a lot of fucks about, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was this, was this a different kind of thing for you doing a movie like this? 
Um, it was really cool that I got to play such a, you know, kind of moody, interesting character. I'm in you know, cornrows the whole time, so it was totally a different look for me. But um, I was I was really happy that I got to play a character that's vulnerably unstable and just completely hurt, like really, really hurt. And I think have you seen you've seen the movie, mm -hmm. right? So you, in that in that last scene when she kind of like really gets at him mm -hmm. is um, is a scene that I read that I was like, wow, I, I want to do this movie. I'm literally doing this movie because I, I want to do that scene. Well, it's one of those things where as an actor, you're always looking for a challenge or a thing that you've never mm -hmm. been able to do before. And if you get to read a scene where you get to do something like that, I'd imagine it's pretty invigorating. Yeah, it wasn't something that I haven't gotten to do before. Mm -hmm. um, I love crying and screaming. Those are like <laughs> the two things that I'm best at. So, um, so you call your agent, you're like, anything with crying and screaming, throw, throw it my they way. They know what to send me. They already know. Like, <laughs> where they send me all films like that. Where do you, think, where like do you that. think that came from, the crying and screaming aspect of, uh, of you? <clears throat> um, yeah, bratty child. <laughs> no. Were um, you a temper tantrum prone child? No, actually, my sister Danny um, was the demon child of the bunch, and uh, and I was always like the really weird goody two shoes, you know, like the kind of daughter that everybody's like, ugh, you're annoying, get out of here, like you're too good, you're too good, yeah, that that was Look me. At my math homework, I did uh, it. Yeah, no, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was. Uh, I just I, I like that because um, I've had like. I definitely have had stuff that's happened to me in my life that mm -hmm. makes me feel like very vulnerable and emotionally open all the time. Mm -hmm. Like literally I could cry on a dime, I'm one of those people. And so when I get to do a scene where a character is like, you know, really upset about something and in this case it's, you know, you had sex with me and then my brother died and you never talked to me again. And so like as a girl, you, I mean like that's like one of the worst, that's like one thing that a girl is so worried about when she has sex with somebody, is that they're gonna Never leave her and totally to not talk to them again. So I think that- Can I say something? I think that happens sometimes because men just get worried about what to say. Yeah, I totally. It's I think it's a lot of, you know, um, it's, it's a, a lot of awkward dialogue that they don't know how to, how to react with and mm -hmm. how to say and how to put into words. Men are bad with words. Really bad with words <laughs> because you want it to just be normal. Yeah. And you want everyone to feel normal, but you don't know how to say things that. So now are you're making it really awkward. Making, you're making it, super it awkward really because you're unnormal. making it like it just never happened. Yeah. And that's hurtful. As so well. I felt like I was talking on behalf of a lot of women that you know that's really happened to and everything they've wanted to say to that one guy. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I was in that scene, <laughs> oh you've seen it, but mm -hmm. I was like really in that scene, like oh. <laughs> I was really I, angry. <laughs> I, f I feel like uh, the movie also, most movies, even movies about teenagers now, shy away from a lot of the different uh, platforms that teenagers use to tell their own stories. And I think this movie, we have, there's, there's Snapchat in it at mm -hmm. one point. It opens with looking at Instagram for memories. And I think that that's pretty interesting for a different generation. Even movies made by, like you said, most movies are made by adults who still don't mm -hmm. understand those platforms, so they stay away from them. Mm -hmm. But this, it's actually involved in the movie. It's really part of the story. Yeah, our studio is really smart, awesomeness. Um, the cut that I've seen in the movie actually doesn't have that Instagram thing. So I haven't even seen that yet, but um, awesomeness is really smart in the way that they they put that in there because they know that that's natural and that's what us you know that's that's what the this generation really likes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's harder when you get with you know a little bit of a more old-fashioned studio. They're like they they don't get it. They're not like oh you're gonna post this on Instagram. Oh that's a big deal. Like 
no, they, they, they kind of just don't understand and they think all their marketing is in billboards when really when everybody's driving, even though it's terrible, you see so many people texting, they're not only not looking at the road, they're not looking at that billboard above it. <laughs> Why use a billboard when they can use your, your Twitter followers? Yeah, my Instagram or yeah. something. So um, I think that's one way that we really got lucky with Awesomeness. That's why I took another film with them is it's a really good studio to work with. Absolutely. Bella, thank you so much for being here. Congratulations on Shovel Buddies. It's so nice to talk to you. Yeah, nice to talk to you guys too. Guys, uh, more coverage of the South by Southwest Film Festival. I'm joined right now by Tom Cullen and Tatiana Maslani of the film The Other Half. Guys, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having us. This is your first interview together. Yep. How's it going so far? I'm doing all the talking. So, and he's so not really even, well. he's not even gonna follow that up. Nope. For it. It's like, yeah, you're gonna do all of it. That's how it's gonna go. Uh, so this is a film uh, about grief and about loss, right? And two people sort of finding each other and and working that out together. Can you talk about? Uh, tell me about the movie and tell me about your characters. Go. Uh, you're gonna have to talk, Tom. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. Okay, so yes, I play a grief-stricken young guy whose brother went missing five years ago, his younger brother. Um, and he is, when we, when we first meet him in the film, he's really stuck in the mire of that, uh, of that grief. He, he's really struggling to, to deal with it. And uh, he, I think he sees a very unjust world. Um, and then he meets Emily, played by Tam, who is, who is uh, a, well, a young woman struggling with her own kind of? Uh, she hasn't. She has an illness, uh, but she's bipolar, mm-hmm. and so she, um, she sort of. We don't really get to see that until kind of midway through the film, and really uh, experience what she's kind of going through. But they're both sort of characters who I think have isolated themselves from people for various reasons and sort of don't feel lovable, um, and and feel like they can't be loved. So so it's interesting to see them sort of uh, struggle with what it is to love and be vulnerable and be seen for, for all of your kind of cracks and flaws. As actors, uh, finding characters that are sort of dealing with grief or in the midst of dealing with something like grief or dealing with bipolar disorder, is that something that is immediately attractive to you? Can you sort of see that how you can dive into that, whether the writing is immediately there or 100% there or not? Are you interested in playing those roles? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean that, that it, the the characters were really exciting to me from day one. I'd been talking to Joey Klein, our director, for five years about it and sort of discussing Emily with him and really kind of delving into her. But for five uh, years, so this project yeah. had been in the works for a long time. Well, he'd been writing it for like ten, I think. Is so, that right? Yeah. So so it was like it's it's seen a lot of shifts and changes over the years. And when Tom became a part of it. And when when Joey found out, uh, you know, knew Tom Tom's work, he he wanted to put Tom in the film in that role of Nikki and change the film very drastically to kind of suit who Tom is and and his kind of uh, what he, his amazing work as an actor and what he's able to bring, which is a silence and uh, <laughs> a refusal a, to speak. A refusal to speak. <laughs> You're just so good at answering questions. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking a lot of garbage. No, no, no. I think um, I think just I think it's 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 a difficult one to it, because yeah, I mean I think I think yeah, from an egotistical kind of like 
interesting point of view as a human being. I am interested in going to different places that I don't necessarily go mm-hmm. in my normal life. And well, it's like um, the but the best part of being an actor in many right. ways is that you get to experience these whether it's someone's personality that's drastically different from you or like playing a I mean the other side is sort of like playing a boxer or something and just right. researching that for five months right. or something like that you get right. to go to these kind of extreme places as a person that you wouldn't have to live in forever totally mm-hmm. and it, it's you know it, it, it playing someone who's bipolar or someone who's you know in in the throngs of very intense grief. You know, it could be perceived as being a bit voyeuristic. You know, a mm-hmm. couple of people who aren't going through that, jumping in and and trying, you know, exercising some kind of demons. But actually, I feel like um, we, you know, trying to always approach these things with integrity and um, and it's always full of research. And I, and I, one of the, one of the, I actually lost a friend. That this the, the year that we shot the film, he was supposed to be in the film, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, in, in lots of ways, the, the, I think everyone goes through grief, and, and that's the beauty of making a film like this is that you're able to tell a story that I think is is universal, and I hope that that people are able to watch it and maybe learn something about themselves, or you know, that, that that's that's always the beauty of doing it. So. Do you feel like there's a different kind of grief that goes with uh, losing someone that is missing rather than sort of losing someone in the, the finality of, uh, of death? Did you think about that with your character at all, that like it's been five years and there was really no closure to, yeah. to, to, to his grief because this person is still just missing? Well, I think, um, I think he's missing presumed, Presum- presumed dead. But there is that like open-ended yeah, thing that probably I mean, I'm sure grief never really leaves you, but like that always you always have that question. Definitely, I think, I think uh, you know, as human beings, we're always searching for we, we, it's understanding of everything, and that that comes in in the form of knowledge. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, and and wanting to know how how somebody passed away, or or having a body, you know, something concrete that you can attach your grief and your feelings to, so that you can process it and understand it. And so I, I think if there is no body and there is no reason and there is nobody who's been convicted or found, there's no reason why that person's gone, that's very difficult to, to process and to understand. And it's very difficult to filter that through your body, I think. And, and I think that Nikki, who's definitely the character I play, is, is just stuck. It's like somebody's pressed a pause button. And, you know, I think when, when someone passes away, well, the one thing is we wake, you wake up in the morning and you just don't understand why the rest of the world isn't, isn't grieving mm-hmm. because they don't, they don't know what's happened. And I think that that's how Nicky is. He's in this state of that permanently. And he looks at the world as if it's a very strange, strange place and he's angry at, at that world for, for not understanding and for the injustice of it, I suppose. Tatiana, I have to ask, you know, uh, I was reading about you before you came in and you started off with improv, right? Mm-hmm. And you were in the Canadian Improv Olympic. but Yeah, Canadian Improv Games. Improv Games, yeah. excuse me. I prefer Olympics, though. <laughs> there, there, is, there, is there is an Improv, improv Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah, Tom. Um, a lot of sports metaphors in but, improv. Uh, but you've sort of gone on to uh, uh, your show, Orphan Black, and mm-hmm. then this, very dramatic roles, and I think you have dramatic roles coming down the pike as well. Mm-hmm. Was that in the cards for you at the beginning? Did you know that you wanted to be in drama, or was that something that sort of started and you ended up enjoying it or noticing that you had a knack for it? 
I always kind of did everything, and and with improv, um, it's definitely it was definitely more comedic stuff. But I was also part of a long form group that did like we would do like one act plays basically, and we were all actors, so it was our chance to kind of just work out characters and like build stories together and do theater together, basically. And it didn't have to be funny. If it, there were jokes yeah. that happened, that's great, but you could also build a, a story. Yeah, I think we were always aiming for comedy, but at the same time, we really allowed for other other colors, um, and that's what was so exciting about it, because we never knew where we were going to take, you know, take a show, and, and it wasn't always, like, laughs a minute. Um, but, yeah, I've always been drawn to, to darker stuff, um, but comedy is, like, the thing that excites me the most, like my favorite thing to watch. Because it can be really dark totally, as well. And like totally. the darkest comedy is really, really fun to watch. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've, drama's just sort of always been where I've kind of ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I'd love to do more comedy. Well, congratulations. You guys are both so talented, you know, from your work in Orphan Black and your work in Weekend. I look forward to seeing this movie. You're both such great actors. And it sounds like a showcase for your talents. Look forward to watching it. The other half, right? Yeah. The other half. The other half. Guys, thanks so much for being <laughs> here. Yeah, Thank it's good you. to talk to you. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. Those three interviews from the South by Southwest Film Festival back in March. We had Anna Kendrick and Adam Devine together, Bella Thorne, and then Tatiana Maslany and Tom Cullen together. Uh, thank you so much, the five of you, for talking to me at the South by Southwest Film Festival. And thank you, Frank, for sitting down with me and talking to me before these interviews so our listeners had something fun to listen to beforehand. What do you got to say to them? Thank you. Great job, Frank. You really brought it. You really brought it today. I'm proud. I think we're all proud of Frank. We're done here, right? We are done here. Go to AOL.com backslash what to watch if you guys want to watch some of the what to watch episodes and also check out our, our partner show, AOL.com backslash build. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Frank. Bye, everyone.